being denied an abortion results in emotional, physical, and socioeconomic consequences that can dramatically alter the course of one's life. That's according to the Turnaway Study, a 10-year investigation that involved nearly 1,000 women in 30 abortion facilities across the country. So the idea of the study was to look at what the consequences are for people who receive an abortion compared to those who want an abortion and can't get one. This is Dr. Diana Green Foster, a professor at the University of California, San Francisco, and the leader of the Turnaway Study. She's the author of the book, also called The Turnaway Study. I was really interested in what are the consequences of abortion for people's lives. And, and that was, you know, 15 years ago. Unfortunately, since then, what's become more relevant is what are the consequences for people who want abortions and can't get them? Because as the Supreme Court has just allowed states to ban abortion, many more people won't be able to get a wanted abortion. So walk me through some of your study's biggest findings, both things that you expected and unexpected. So the most important thing is that we ask people at the beginning what their reasons were for wanting to have an abortion. And the reasons they gave us very closely reflect the consequences for people who are denied abortions. So the most common reason people give is that they feel like they don't have enough money to support a child or to support another child. We see that um, households are more likely to be poor, to lack enough money for basic living needs if the woman was denied the abortion compared to whether she received it. And I'll make a quick note that there were only women in this study, but clearly um, beyond the study, people who are not women also sometimes seek abortion. Um, so the one reason is, first reason is economics. People also say that they want to take care of the children they already have. And more than half of people who seek abortions are already mothers. And we see that their existing children do worse if they're denied an abortion compared to receive it. They're more likely to live in poverty. They're less likely to hit developmental milestones. People say that the relationship with the man involved in the pregnancy isn't good enough to support a child. We see that the relationships dissolve regardless of whether, at the same rate, regardless of whether they received or were denied an abortion. So they anticipate those relationships aren't strong enough to support um, a child, and they are correct. Um, and people also give health reasons, and there we find some of the biggest differences, where people who are denied abortions continue their pregnancy all the way to delivery, deliver a child, are um report much more serious complications from the end of pregnancy than people who receive an abortion. And that's consistent with the medical literature, but it's also one of the most shocking findings of the study because we had two women die of childbirth-related causes in the study. So it really, it's way higher rate of maternal mortality than we expect, but it really makes a very strong point that people underestimate the health risks of childbirth. We just take it for granted that people are willing to um, risk their lives and then experience years of higher chronic pain, higher hypertension if they deliver compared to receive an abortion. And maybe, you know, if people would still, well, clearly they would still make that decision if they wanted a child. It's very different when you don't want a child. And I, one thing I found really interesting in your study was that it found people denied abortions were more likely to stay with violent partners how does limited abortion access impact levels of domestic violence? Yeah, so about one in 20 women in the study reported violence from the man involved in the pregnancy leading up to the conception. 
And um, what we see is that people who get their wanted abortion, there's just sharp drop off in exposure to violence. But for people who are denied abortions, it's just level. And it doesn't go up, but it also doesn't go down. And it's not, um, you know, it's not that they're still in a romantic relationship with the guy. It's that they continue to be exposed to him because they've just had a child together. So it really, it, um, and then my colleague, Dr. Ushma Upadhyay, actually looked at the quality of romantic relationships for five years. And she found that people who received their abortion are more likely to be in high quality romantic relationships later than women who are denied. So it affects your whole life well-being, your and and also your chance at having intended pregnancies later. So one thing people like to say about this new Roe decision is that somehow there'll be this huge increase in babies born. And there will be people who can't get a wanted abortion carry the pregnancy to term, but those babies will come at the expense of more intended babies later. So it's not just a massive population increase. It's a shifting of intended pregnancies to unintended pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And your study also studied the uh, socioeconomic impacts of carrying unwanted pregnancies to term. Do you care to elaborate on that a bit more? Sure. Um, so I looked at women's responses to our interviews when we called them every six months for five years. And there, people are more likely to report that they're in poverty, more likely to report that they don't have enough money for basic living needs, they're denied an abortion. And that's partly that, um, that we see a drop off in full-time employment and an increase in public assistance, but not enough to um, mitigate the loss of employment income. But one interesting thing that happened is that um, an economist at the University of Michigan named Sarah Miller reached out to me and had the idea of linking people in the study to their credit reports, which is credit agencies. If you ever want to buy a car or rent an apartment, you have a credit score. And um, she was able to show through archived credit reports that when people are the three years leading up to pregnancy, those two groups, those who received and those who are denied were the same. And after that, they diverge where one group has more debt, more um, chance of eviction or foreclosure or um, uh, public liens on their um, on them on debt, um, worse economic well-being. And it lasts for the whole five years that she followed them through their credit records. So. It's, and the credit agency has no idea that the person's ever become pregnant or wanted an abortion. It's this like totally third party objective view. You can see the economic hardship. And Dr. Foster, what do you hope people or policymakers take away from your study? I think we just need so much more compassion to the experiences of others and not a rush to judgment. The idea that people are debating abortion without ever having considered why someone would want one and the circumstances is, you know, we need to move beyond that. We need to be more compassionate, more thoughtful, actually talk to the people who are affected by these decisions and find out why they're making them and what the consequences are for them. And the other is that this situation with the end of row means that this whole debate now shifts to the state level. And so it becomes super important for people to, to to raise this issue when they're voting, maybe especially outside of California, 
because state politicians are now going to get to decide whether people get abortions or not. And state judges might decide that. And um, and who's not going to be able to get their wanted abortion? It'll be people who the people with means will travel and they'll order abortion pills online. There's something called Plan C pills um, that you can use to find where your closest abortion provider is and, and how to order pills online. And, um, you know, not everyone has a computer with internet. Not everyone has a credit card or a home address. So not everyone's going to be able to do that. And so it is absolutely the people with the least means who are going to be um, most likely to have to carry a pregnancy to term. And those people, we just currently do not have a system to support them. Thank you to Dr. Diana Green Foster for joining us today on KCSB News. You can find more information about the Turnaway Study at ucsf.edu. For KCSB News, I'm Ashley Rush.